0: Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Tribulation, Such as is Common to Man, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our last episode, Tribulation, What Is It? Part 2, was posted on June 11. Last week, we learned we can suffer things in this life with great inexpectancy. One can go to work only to learn upon arrival they no longer have a job for any of many reasons. Driving somewhere, one can be involved in an automobile accident. Then, troubles can ensue with the insurance company or other involved person or people. In such cases and others like them, we can find ourselves in a very difficult place when enduring temptation. Enduring becomes more difficult. When temptation becomes a trial or trials, enduring becomes still more difficult when a trial or trials becomes a tribulation or, worse still, tribulations. In the dictionary, of all places, we found that Noah Webster offered some interesting advice When by human weakness you are led into temptation, resort to prayer. For relief. End quote. Herein is our solution to overcome temptation. Pray for relief. Notice that you start praying when you are tempted, not when you fall into a trial or tribulation. However, when you fall into a trial or tribulation, praying in those circumstances is also a good thing to do. What I want to stress, though, is that you pray when you are tempted and you do not wait for temptation to devolve into trials or, worse still, tribulations. The Free Dictionary by Firelex told us temptation is the act of tempting, enticement, or allurement, the fact or state of being tempted, especially to evil. We also closed last week's study on a positive note from Barnes' New Testament notes that read, The trial is what he aims at, not the sin. In the verse before us, he says that whatever may be the form of the trial, a Christian should rejoice in it, for it will furnish an evidence that he is. To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Tribulation, What Is It? Part 2. This week in our summer series study, our study is titled, Tribulation, Such As Is Common to Man? Part 1. How can tribulation be common to man? This week, we will work at answering this question. If a person can pray for temptation to be removed, how does one experience tribulation? Again, we will find out in this two-part study. Our verse this week is the last verse in 13 verses teaching learning from Israel's failures. Our verse reads, No temptation has taken you except what is common to man. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with the temptation also make the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. From the World English Bible. Many people over the years that I have seen saved in Christ have read this portion of that verse only but will, with the temptation, also make the way of escape. Many teach that in our temptation, that based on this verse segment, a person will have a way of escape from a temptation. Yet, no one knows what that escape is. That escape has no definition, no explanation. Therefore. My question is, just what does that verse segment mean? I ask that question because no one knows what the way of escape is. Some believe the way of escape is different for each temptation. So, in this study, we will seek to answer the questions surrounding this verse segment. Notice also that this verse segment has a comma, and then the verse ends with, that you may be able to endure it. How does one escape a temptation if, in fact, one has to endure it, as this verse appears to indicate? That is the main question of several I want to answer. So, let us start digging deeper and at the beginning. We will break down that verse as follows. No temptation has taken you. Some indeed understand these words by way of reproof, that whereas their trials and exercises which had attended them were very light ones and comparatively trivial, and yet they had given way to these temptations, and had sunk under them, and fallen by them, for which they were greatly to be blamed, or as threatening them with something more severe than anything as yet had befallen them, signifying that though they had as yet stood, and thought they still should, yet they ought not to presume on their own strength, or depend on outward things, since the temptations that as yet had come upon them were such as men might easily bear, there was no great trial or experiment of their grace and strength by them. They had not yet resisted unto blood. There were heavier and more severe trials they might expect, and therefore should not be too secure in themselves. But take heed lest when these things should come upon them in such a time of great temptation, they should fall away. But I rather think the words are spoken by way of comfort to the saints, intimating that as no temptation or affliction had befallen them, so none should but what either come from men or was common to men, or which men, by divine assistance and under divine influence, might bear, and therefore should not distress themselves with the apprehensions of it, as if it was some strange or unusual thing, and as if they must unavoidably perish and be destroyed by it. from the New John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. There are three things in that commentary passage we need to learn more about. First, we ought not to presume on our own strength or depend on outward things, since the temptations that as yet will come upon us are such as men might easily bear. That is a powerful statement. Let's break that down for even better understanding. First and foremost, we should not presume on our own strength. Second, we should not depend on outward things. Three, since the temptations that as yet will come upon us are such as men might easily bear. The first and most foremost question is, why are we not to presume on our own strength? The answer to that question is actually quite easy to see. Our own strength is only so much. That means a temptation may require more strength than we otherwise may have in the first place. Not much more, but maybe enough more that we cannot bear the temptation without help from God due to the stretching in us that God is provoking. That alone should incite us to rely upon God to help us through any particular temptation, even more so when we are in a trial or trials, more so still when we are in a tribulation or tribulations. Secondly, we are encouraged not to depend on outward things, meaning those things that can either help or not so much. That alone is the big reason why we are encouraged not to rely on outward things to help us through our temptations. They are unreliable. Since they may help, or more frequently, not help. That is especially not good when we are in a trial, or worse, a tribulation. Lastly, the temptations that are yet to come are such that men and women might easily bear. If we cannot presume our own strength, if we cannot depend on outward things, then how is it that Temptations that as yet will come upon us are such as mankind might easily bear. Can you see why you cannot do a quick and dirty translation of this verse? What we may call contradictions need to be carefully worked out. The most prominent contradiction is the fact there is a way of escape so we can endure the temptation. How does one escape a temptation, yet have to endure it anyway? Now, our commentator says, There were heavier and more severe trials they might expect, and therefore should not be too secure in themselves. That right there explains some of the confusion we have uncovered here. Our commentator noted that, There were heavier and more severe trials they might expect. So it is true for us today. Not that we want more severe trials, but we have no power to stop them. Many people today make large sums of money selling us products and services that make our lives easier. All these products need some sort of refilling or need new replacement parts sooner or later. Yet, some of these items are very necessary. If you live in a place with poor water quality and taste, a water filtration system may well fix your problem. In that case, not a bad thing to have. However, one has to replace the water filter when it can no longer filter the water satisfactorily. When trials come of any degree of severity, we should not distress ourselves with the apprehensions of it, as if it was some strange or unusual thing, and as if we must unavoidably perish and be destroyed by it. Notice what John Gill just told us about. One should not distress themselves with the apprehensions of temptation. Temptations, trials, and tribulations should not be some strange or unusual thing in our lives. Why? These things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Please note that other Bible translations use trouble and oppression instead of the word tribulation. However, the way that passage reads, tribulation is what is being spoken of regardless of the wording. Now, note further in the world you shall have tribulation. This is certain from this declaration of Christ, who is the omniscient God. And truth itself, from the instance and example of Christ, who was all his life a man of sorrows, from the conformity of the members of the head, from the divine appointment that has so determined it, from the natural enmity of the world to the saints, from the experience of the people of God in all ages, from the Usefulness of tribulation to try the graces and bring about the temporal, spiritual, and eternal good of believers. And though they have tribulation in the world, yet not by way of punishment for sin, but as fatherly corrections and chastening for their good, that they may not be condemned with the world. And it is only in the present world they have it. As soon as they are done with the world, they will be done with tribulation. From the New John Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. Notice this comment from what we just read from John Gill's comments. Though they have tribulation in the world, yet not by way of punishment for sin but as fatherly corrections and chastening for their good, that they may not be condemned with the world, and it is only in this present world they have it. As soon as they are done with the world, they will be done with tribulation. We need to note these three things. We have tribulation in the world, yet not by way of punishment for sin. Our tribulations, even our temptations and trials, are never to be perceived or thought of as punishment for our sinfulness. They are to effect our perfection. Not that we will be wholly perfect when we are taken into heaven at death or by his taking us home before the tribulation period. No, we will, however, be more perfect in that future day than we are now. That is, in part at least, the real reason for our temptations, trials, and tribulations. To do a work in us we are fully and utterly incapable of doing ourselves. This is why they are referred to as. Fatherly corrections and chastening for our good. Why is this so? That they, those saved in Christ, may not be condemned with the world. This is common to mankind. Notice why I say that. But such as is common to man, or is humane. There are divine temptations, or such as come from God. God may be said to tempt his people, as he did Abraham, by enjoining them things very hard and disagreeable to nature, and by afflicting them either in body or estate, and by withdrawing his presence and withholding the communications of his grace. To try their faith, show them their weakness and need for himself. There are also diabolical temptations, or such as come from Satan, who tempts by soliciting to sin, by suggesting blasphemous thoughts, and filling with doubts and fears, and by dissuading from the use of means, as attending at the throne of grace, and on the word and ordinances, but the apostle here speaks of human temptations, such as come from men, meaning reproaches and persecutions for the sake of Christ and his gospel, and which are temptations or trials of grace, as of faith and patience. And under which there is great danger of falling away. Now, when the Apostle says that none but such temptations had befallen them, he does not mean that they had been, or were, or would be entirely free from other temptations, but that those which they mostly dreaded and were in danger by were. But human, such as come from men, and were, as our version suggests, common to Christian men, their brethren, who were in the flesh as they, and might be endured by men, strengthened by the grace of God, wherefore they had nothing to fear from hence, especially when they considered the faithfulness, care, and power of God. From the New John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. Notice how our study verse opens. No temptation has taken you except what is common to man. Meaning, mankind. This is what this passage is about as is typically done in many scripture passages. A statement is made and then defined by what else follows in the same verse. We can therefore see that this passage talks about temptations that are common to us in this life and are caused by other people we encounter, whether brothers and sisters in Christ or not. We should note that God brings temptations to try our faith, show us our weaknesses, and how much we need Him. We can further note that there are also diabolical temptations, or such as come from Satan, who tempts by soliciting to sin, by suggesting blasphemous thoughts, and filling with doubts and fears. So, if, however, our temptation is on the human plane. We should note when the Apostle says that none but such temptations had befallen them, he does not mean that they had been, or were, or would be entirely free from other temptations, but that those which they mostly dreaded and were in danger by were but human. Such as came from men, and were, as our version suggests, common to Christian men, their brethren, who were in the flesh as they, and might be endured by men, strengthened by the grace of God. Wherefore they had nothing to fear from hence, especially when they considered the faithfulness, care, And power of God. As we just found, we can have great success in defying temptations brought about by mankind or men, men and women alike. However, when temptation comes from God, enduring them is more likely the scenario here. When Satan tempts us, we have an example of how to defeat his pushing by diabolical temptations that we learn from Jesus' example when he was tempted by Satan and defeated Satan, you will find that in the Gospel writings where Satan said that all Jesus had to do was do as he asked him to do, and the rewards would be numerous. Moving forward, we read further, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. No man can be tempted, afflicted, or persecuted by men, but by a divine permission, and that voluntarily, no more than or above that measure that God has determined, who proportions the affliction to the strength he determines and Promises to give, and does give, and the strength of his people to the temptation or affliction he suffers to befall them, for which his faithfulness is engaged, having promised that as their day is, their strength shall be, that he will never leave them nor forsake them, and that he will bear and carry and save them unto the uttermost, and that they shall hold on and out unto the end. Notice. 1. No man can be tempted, afflicted, or persecuted by men, but by a divine permission. 2. Nor more than, or above, that measure which God has determined. Three who proportions the affliction to the strength he determines and promises to give, and does give, and the strength of his people to the temptation or affliction he suffers to befall them, for which his faithfulness is engaged, having promised that as their day is, their strength shall be, that he will never leave them nor forsake them and that he will bear and carry and save them unto the uttermost and that they shall hold on and out unto the end i will close with this old testament passage from the american king james version job chapter 1 verses 7 through 12 that demonstrates the fact that satan cannot do anything that negatively impacts you and your walk with God without the permission of God himself. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where come you? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that fears God and and enchews evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have not you made an hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he has on every side? you have blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth your hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only on himself put not forth your hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Next week, we will continue our summer series titled Tribulation Such as is Common to Man, Part 2. We will continue to examine this passage. I think we ended on a clarifying point. Next week, we will deepen our look into this passage for even more clarification and understanding. We will learn the key point. Of this study, when we read in 1 Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen, the following: but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to endure it? That partial phrase seems to be a contradiction to learn more, join us next week. play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction about us, who we are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash Forward slash, the Church of the Unchurched. Please type the Church of the Unchurched as a single word with no hyphens in Unchurched. Our Bible, tablet, and desktop compliant website has more information, links to many of our podcast platforms. Under the podcast menu item, we are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now, to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week. This is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.